Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of I Know Why the Nick Caged Bird Sings. The podcast where we watch, <laughs> review, and rate every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. My name is Steve. I'm your host. Joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, the never bored, Hannah Martin. Hannah! How are you doing this week? You know, you, you say that we do this so that other people don't have to. And let me just say that we made a big sacrifice for you. Yeah. So that you don't have to watch this piece of shit movie. <laughs> and the piece of shit movie Hannah's referring to is a movie called Captain Corelli's Mandolin. The the 2001 classic Captain Corelli's Mandolin. We're going to learn a little bit more about the movie in a minute from Hannah. But uh, first, I'll just say that very briefly, like I said, it's from 2001, and it is a movie about uh, Italians invading a small island in Greece during World War II. And Nicolas Cage plays an Italian captain, Captain Corelli, who plays a mandolin. (laughs) So how we like to kick these things off is Hannah will review for us the ratings and rankings and where does this movie fall on IMDb and that kind of thing. So this movie has a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb and a 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. 28. Whopping 28%. 28's pretty low. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the lowest we've seen. I think that was what, Deadfall? I'd rather watch Deadfall any day than right. watch this ever again. So I don't know if you can tell by Hannah's voice already, but spoiler alert, this movie is bad in a bad way. It's not so bad it's fun like a deadfall. This movie is just bad. Just so boring. It's so (laughs) long and boring. It's like two hours and ten minutes, and it feels like an eternity. (laughs) Like if I didn't have to watch this movie and I turned it on, I would have turned it off almost immediately. Absolutely. Like, after the first scene, I would have been like, this is absolutely stupid. I have no interest in this. (laughs) So, now with that out of the way, would you like to relay any behind-the-scenes stories or maybe a little bit about where Nicolas Cage is at in his life in 2001? We know he just got a divorce. Will do. So, this movie is based off of a 1994 novel. Oh, God. It kind of feels that way. Mm -hmm. Written by a British author with a French name that I can't pronounce. Fair enough. The story is intended intended to play homage to thousands of Italian soldiers that were executed at the massacre of Aki Division by the German army in Cephalonia, Greece Hmm. in 1943. Okay. The movie had a budget of $57 million and it made uh, $62 million. Wow. So a net of... Five million dollars. Yeah, they usually say with like advertising, you have to kind of double your budget to make your money back. At least double, sometimes triple, depending on the movie. Well, this didn't. This didn't do that. No, it didn't. This did not follow suit. So yeah, I mean, a serious subject matter, not executed in a riveting way, is the best way that I could describe this. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's perfect. So this movie obviously stars the boy, Nicolas Cage, but it also, sorry, I'm so like, I just want to get this over so, Another thing we should note that this movie was so boring that immediately when we, this movie, the credits started rolling, <laughs> Hannah and I both breathed a sigh of relief and immediately fell asleep and took a nap. And we watched this in like one in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it was in the middle of the afternoon on a Sunday. Okay, so... <laughs> 
Nick Cage is in this movie. That's why you're listening to this podcast. Yep. Uh, Penelope Cruz is also in this movie, and so is Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Some other people. They're all in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Some things about Christian Bale. So Christian Bale is a big fan of one of our favorite movies, Vampire's Kiss. Is he really? That doesn't surprise me. He's weird. Yeah, and it's very... Vampire's Kiss is kind of like American Psycho light. Yeah, I could see that. Mm -hmm. So big fan of VK, as I so fondly like to refer to it. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's this it's this sharp comedy that people come to this podcast <laughs> it's this post nap hannah comedy that people mm. love listening to us i'm sure everything i'm saying is far more interesting than watching this movie so absolutely it is I that is true read the dictionary and you your ears would be blessed more than having to watch this movie that's true uh christian bell also uh, so the movie was filmed in greece on location mm. not Always in Cephalonia. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, but on a, a string of islands in Greece. So they all went to Greece. Uh, Christian Bale didn't like the heat. He often complained about it. But Nick Cage loved it. So Nick Cage had a, a love affair with Greece. As he does with he every did. city that he, or country that he ever makes a movie in. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's ever not liked a location. Did he buy any property in Greece? Probably in the future, but okay. not not immediately after. So this movie came out in 2001. Do you know what other movie came out in 2001? Unrelated to Captain Crowley's Mandolin? Uh, I don't know. I mean, off the top of my head, there's probably tons of movies that came out in Of course, but yeah. like um, an important movie in, in our lives that came out in 2001. An important movie in our lives? In someone, someone close to you's life. What? Shrek? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I thought of Shrek. Yeah. Because my brother kind of ironically loves Shrek. Yeah. So Shrek came out in 2001. So did Captain Carell's Mandolin. Okay. What, the same weekend? No. Okay. (laughs) Hold on. You're going somewhere with this. Okay. I am. Nicolas Cage was asked to voice Shrek before Mike Myers. So he was asked to to voice the part of shrek wow but he turned it down and regretted it and the reason that he turned it down is because he didn't want to look like an ogre oh my god what a vain asshole oh it gets better so he regretted it a lot because that movie made like three billion dollars and there were like 12 of them (laughs) that all made three billion (laughs) dollars So Nick Cage was like, well, DreamWorks might have something going for it. So he teamed up with DreamWorks in the future. Well, in the past of our lives, but in the future of Mm. his life in 2001. I hope that made any sense. Yeah. Uh, To work on a movie called The Crudes, which we will have to watch at some point. Don't recall what year. Um, And I figured I would talk about it here because I don't know if I'll find the article that I just read about shrek again when i find when we start talking about the crudes and i'll probably forget about this anyway i'm, I'm gonna forget about all of this tomorrow hopefully uh, yeah we can only <laughs> hope so 
Nick Cage teamed up with DreamWorks to work on The Croods, and he was apprehensive about taking that role because he didn't want to look like a, a Neanderthal, caveman. a caveman. Oh my god! So, what what is what is with this guy? He's not even looking like the. They're not even dressing him up like it. It's animated. Yeah, it's just his voice. Yeah, is he good? <laughs> <laughs> that's, is he okay? That's stupid. I hate that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> all right, here's the last stuff that I'll share before we regrettably get into the plot of this movie. Okay. So uh, I read an article, an interview actually with Nicolas Cage about this movie. He quotes it as one of the best movies he's ever made. When? When did he say that? When? Right, like right after he made it. Okay, so who knows? he kind of has to say that, I Probably. think, for the marketing. Um, going through a tough year, just got a divorce said that it was nice to get away to Greece for a few months to film this, um, get away from all the madness. But as he's going through his divorce, there's all these rumors popping up that he and Penelope Cruz, his co-star, are dating. Mm -hmm. They've both um, said that those are false because Penelope Cruz at this time, I think, is linked with Matt Damon. Oh, wow. So false false rumors. Nick Cage really hated uh, Penelope Cruz. (laughs) <laughs> no, he he liked Penelope Cruz. He called her a gifted actress. Oh, that's nice. Um, really hated having to hear those rumors and then like have to dispel them himself. He said that it really like cheapens the work because they're a, 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 a he is she is they're each other's love interest in this movie. So saying sorry, I think I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep going. You're good. Uh, so saying that in real life, <laughs> they're having an affair cheapens it in the movie because it seems like they can't act like they love each other. That they have to in real life, and then it's fabricated and whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you sound like when SpongeBob <laughs> forgot how to make a Krabby Patty. It's because pickles. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the last thing I was going to say is that Nick Cage fell in love with Greece, but we covered that earlier. We so. did. Okay. That's that. Okay. Let's quickly go through this movie, Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene, so Hannah can go have a mental breakdown. <laughs> wow. Sorry. This probably isn't enjoyable to listen to. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> to you. I do. I don't know if our listeners would agree. <laughs> it's fine. I give. Let our me know list- if you like Chipper Hannah or this Hannah better. Right. <laughs> All right. So I think she's come out a few times. Oh, this Hannah has come out a few times. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I think Peggy Sue. Don't even. Don't even start with <laughs> All me I have Peggy to, Sue. All I have to do is say the words Peggy Sue, and you just. <laughs> snap snap yeah i was looking for a better word but that is good (laughs) so all right let's go through the movie nick cage scene by nick cage scene so let's skip 95 percent of the movie (laughs) because he's barely in this movie he's not in this movie i mean he's in this movie a lot and he is technically the star even though it feels over two hours long Mm -hmm. may i also add yeah we said that earlier well i want to remind you (laughs) in case you're like oh maybe it's not that bad no, never watch this. Listen, it's two hour, more than two hours, so it's a it's so yeah, it's like two ten. It's a commitment. Yeah, if you really decide to to put yourself through this. 
Yeah, so don't. And <laughs> the content isn't bad. It's I guess just the execution. Yeah, <laughs> just boring. It's so boring. So boring. It's so boring. <laughs> and anyway, as Hannah was <laughs> sort of trying to say, is that Nicolas Cage is not in the first twenty minutes of this movie, which just basically describes uh, Penelope Cruz's sleepy town of what was it in Greece? Uh, Cephalonia. Cephalonia. So. Mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage shows up with the Italian forces. This is during World War II, obviously. And he's the first time we see him is he's marching through the streets. And up until this point in the movie, everybody's doing kind of like a different accent. You know, Penelope Cruz is, has her kind of standard Spanish accent. And then everybody else is doing a Greek accent. Yeah. And it's really shaky. Loose. about yeah, is, it, is that what a Greek accent sounds like? Why aren't they speaking Greek to each other? They're all in Greece. So Nicolas Cage shows up and he's got an italian accent and it's not it's like great it's it's the most cliche italian accent you've ever heard it's like a pizza pie a bibbidi bobbidi spaghetti but it's nicholas cage so it's like a pizza pie a bobbidi boop spaghetti we'll have clips throughout of course i'll try to find them at least but so one of the first like that you verbatim replicated what i said of course i'm not gonna try to reinvent the wheel here <laughs> the first thing that Nicolas Cage even says is a scream right off the bat, and he basically just cat calls uh, Penelope Cruz. Bella Bambina, two o'clock. Tetra, I don't even remember. I that. didn't write it down word for word, so <laughs> hope you enjoyed that clip. So he apparently is the only one of the Italian forces who can also speak Greek. So he's kind of the translator, and what they. What he translates for them is that the Greek refuse to surrender to the Italians because they hate the Italians, but they'll surrender to the Germans. So some German guy shows up who's the governor from Walking Dead. Is he? Did you confirm? I didn't confirm, but I mean, I recognized him unless he's got a twin brother. He also looked like uh, Taron Killam. (laughs) Taron Killam's like 30 years younger than the governor. Oh, another thing to note, uh, Nick Cage is 10 years older than Penelope Cruz. Exactly 10 years. Oh. He doesn't seem it. He still seems pretty young in this movie. Which is surprising because in 2004 is National Treasure, and he feels old in that movie. And that's only three years from now. Anyway, while you're doing that, I'll keep I'll keep going here. So, yeah, you're right, you're right. I am right. He is from The Walking Dead. So... Nicholas Cage, the next scene is a good scene because he's at the camp, the base camp that the Italians set up on the beach, and he's got half of his face shaved and half of his face with the shaving cream, and they're all singing, and they're singing really operatically and really well, and he's got his hand up with his palm up and his fingertips, like if you were to hold a ball on your fingertips, it just, and he's just... Be be a cliche yeah. of an Italian person mm-hmm. and put your hand up while you say, I forget verbatim what it was that we said earlier... A bop and a boopy a pizza, pizza pie. pie uh, spaghetti. <laughs> right. Like if <laughs> On you, every accent syllable. If you live in a small town and there's a local pizza place, on their pizza box is a guy making this hand gesture. You're right, you're <laughs> it's right. like a cartoon of the guy I, making I know, this hand I know gesture. exactly what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just waving his hand around and he's like really pumping this hand gesture around as, as people are singing. On each really, syllable. On each mm-hmm. syllable as people are singing. It's great. So then some guy comes in. Some new, some new recruit comes in, and we learn a little bit of backstory about Nicolas Cage. And he's like, oh, we're the opera division of the Italian army. 
Like what? What? He's like, what so we have, we have three rules. One, you must sing. Two, you must play an instrument. And three, and then it like cuts out. And it's not really elaborated on what the third rule is, I don't think. No. It doesn't matter. What does that mean? The opera division of the Italian army? No idea. So I know that in World War II, at least within the U.S., for some battalions and things, they would group people together who had similar occupations back home. So like maybe it has something Why? to do with that. I don't know, maybe because it was like more camaraderie or something. Oh, yeah. So, for example, in World War II, Stan Lee, the Marvel creator, and Dr. Seuss were in the same battalion during World War II. Huh. Because they were both like writers. Authors, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, maybe that's that. But anyway, that's why Nicolas Cage has a mandolin and is always singing in this movie. <laughs> those And those two things are the only defining characteristics. <laughs> Of him. <laughs> he sings and he has a mandolin. You know, he has a, no other personality trait. Yeah, a lot of times after some of these movies, I'll ask you, I'll say, you know, is Nicolas Cage's character smart? Is he funny? Is he dumb? Is he, like, serious? And sometimes we just can't answer. And this is one of those movies. I don't know anything about his personality. No idea. Yeah. Critics have said that, like, he's the problem with this movie. He's the problem. Well... I don't know. I, I think if he had more of a script, he could have made him more yeah. of a character. There's just so many, so many long pauses and awkward yeah. silences. Apparently, the book was much like bloodier, and mm. I don't know. They kind of changed it for the movie to make it more of like a romance. Yeah. Well, anyway, speaking of romance, Nicolas Cage goes over to his romantic interest's house, Penelope Cruz, her house. She's also like the town doctor or the daughter of the town doctor. Well, I don't know if that'll come up later or not. But so he apparently has to live there because it's like the best strategic place for the captain to live. And he's just got to live there and he sleeps in Penelope Cruz's bed. Is it because she lives on top of a hill? I guess. I don't know. They were like, What is that called in war when people had to take in soldiers and have them live with them? I don't know. Is there a word for it? Yeah. Hmm. I learned this in like elementary school. <laughs> Do you want to look it up while I keep going? Or does it not matter? I think it relates more if it's your own side, not if it's mm, the enemy. Right, right. Like I don't understand why they'd be so willing to take in the enemy. I guess because they all had guns. Yeah. It's just like, hey, we're true. here. It wasn't really forcefully. And they like, did in... surrender yeah. to the Germans. That's true. Who were working with the Italians. Yeah. Hold on, let me look. Okay. So he's... One of the... This scene is the first scene that I wrote down a quote from Hannah because during the scene at Penelope Cruz's house, Hannah says, and I quote, this is some of the worst acting I've ever seen. Uh, and part of that, I think, is because there's a scene at the dinner table where Nicolas Cage is trying to portray sarcasm, but he's also trying really hard to maintain his Italian accent. And it comes off as really, really creepy. Uh, the next time we see him, he's at the base camp again, and he's just shouting numbers in Italian. There's a lot of music over the background, so I don't know if I'll be able to insert the clip here. What's it called? I feel it's so stupid. What? 
I don't know what it is either. It's the Third Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, and it's like about mm-hmm. quartering that oh. you no soldier can live in the house of someone without consent of the owner. Gotcha. But that's only in the U.S., so I don't know what like overseas laws. Would World be. War Two, Europe. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, so we'll just call it quartering. No wonder I learned that in elementary school. Like, that's the only crap that we learned. Right. Not that <laughs> the Constitution is crap, but, like, we barely learned about other countries because we live in the United States. <laughs> right. So he's shouting orders, like I said. I don't know if I'll insert the clip or not, but he's then back at Penelope Cruz's house, and Hannah, again, another great quote, which is, there are so many other things I'd rather be doing and watching right now. And this is the first time he starts playing his mandolin, and it's just fine. Uh, Christian Bale also comes back in this scene, or or yeah, you didn't even explain. I didn't who explain he was. Christian Bale. I'll, I'll explain it in like a sentence, which is that he's the uh, fiance of Penelope Cruz, who goes off to war. He gets injured in war, and he has to walk back home. So he's you know injured, and he's back, and takes a long time to get back. She writes like a hundred letters to him, and he never replies. And we learn that it's because he's illiterate. <laughs> and he's like, I can't read or write, but I kept the letters. And it's like, how do you not know your fiance can't read or write? Right. Yeah. Like from coming from her side. From her side. Like how did she? Like she entered she this know? relationship. How yeah. do you not know? Right. Can Can you read? In right, we think we should have conversation offline. Too. Okay, all right, all right, we'll take this off the off off. Uh, I can't off speak. Off the air. Off the air was what I was gonna say, and then I wasn't sure if that was appropriate for podcasting. Probably not. This isn't live. No. <laughs> Thank God. So uh, another great scene is soon after this, which is them on the beach, and him and his buddies are on the beach. Nicholas Cage and his buddies are on the beach, and the German from The Walking Dead shows up, and they're. And he's like, uh, Nicolas Cage goes, uh, in the opera, we have our own ranking system. And he starts naming all these different ranks, which is horrible. But he does do a great thing, which is he takes out a tuning fork and he smacks himself across the face with it. Which is a pretty nouveau schematic moment. Not sure if you caught it or if you were trying to stay awake. I think the latter. Okay. (laughs) So after that, we get a few scenes of Nicolas Cage and Penelope Cruz. And there's just no on-screen chemistry for me i just don't see it like i did with taya leone me neither you know oh, yeah they had great chemistry right so no. and nick was so offended by people thinking that they were together because he was saying that it cheapens the romance that they have on screen but i'm like what romance did you have on screen right it's like <laughs> he has no romance with people on screen that he may or may not have romance with in real life in real life yeah but he had no connection to taya leone they're like, yeah, we're just good friends. It's fine. <laughs> and they have the best like Chem. chemistry on screen. Chem. It's terrible. So there's just a lot of singing and dancing and, and Penelope Cruz going like, I can't believe you're singing and dancing. And he's like, oh, I never thought of it that way. And I guess it's these conversations that makes them fall in love. Doesn't really, Dude, I don't know. doesn't really add up. He is wearing a fun sweater at some point. There, there's actually a, a great scene where they're all singing in the streets and he's in a sweater. And then... There's this girl in the Greek village who's attracted to the one German Nazi. Oh, right. And she, like, goes up to him and gives him a kiss on the cheek, and everyone's like, ooh, and the German's like, ha, 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 let's go back to singing, and he starts leading the orchestra of singers. And we're, Hannah and I are sitting there like, should we like the Nazi? Yeah, are we rooting for the Nazi here? No, right? I, no. Yeah. 
So also, I want to mention yes that everyone's uniform looks exactly the same. So it's very <laughs> difficult to to assert who is a Greek soldier, mm-hmm. who is an Italian soldier, mm-hmm. and who is a German soldier. Well, especially later in the movie, because obviously there's the massacre that that you said. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll get to that in People literally die. two seconds, but. <laughs> But uh, yeah, throughout the movie, you can kind of tell because there's only the one German and everybody yeah. else is Italian pretty much. And then there's Penelope Cruz, who's actually from Spain, but <laughs> she's <laughs> a Greek, I guess. And her dad, the doctor, is a fairly prominent character. Anyway, so Penelope Cruz is out in the woods picking figs or whatever it is Greeks do. And, <laughs> and Nicolas Cage drives up on his motorcycle and he just like grabs her and says... I love you. And Hannah and I are like, what? It came out of nowhere. Why? There was a scene previously that I glossed over where where they're all singing and dancing and Penelope Cruz is like trying to make him jealous by dancing with some other Italian soldier. Is this before or after the song on the mandolin? This is all around the same time as that song. He also like writes her a song. Yeah, he, he plays this really long song that Hannah and I are like, fine, we're so bored. And then everybody in the movie goes, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard, including the Nazi, like has a tear in his eye. It's like, shut up, Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone's like, what's it called? And he's like, it's for, it's called Penelope Cruz. It's not, I don't know. I don't remember her character's name. It doesn't it's matter. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, and then she like gets up and storms off. And then like the next day he goes into the woods and is like, I love you. And I think there's a great line that Hannah said, which is, Get me out of here. I don't want to watch this for another fucking second. <laughs> Fantastic. So then their faces get really close. I had a blanket over my head for a lot of oh, this absolutely. Too. Like, I'm so sick of watching this right now. <laughs> their faces start to get really close, and we're like, all right, they're probably going to kiss. And not only do they kiss, but you see a lot of uh, skin in this scene, and they start making out, and they bang in the woods, presumably. We should one day tally up the number of female nudity or the ratio of female nudity to no female nudity in Nick Cage's movies. Oh yeah, it's gotta be like ninety percent at this point. Like ninety ten, yeah. Yeah. So after they bang, <laughs> Mussolini has fallen. And, oh my god. And his bros are all like, Oh, we're thrilled, we get to go home, the war's over, even though they lost, I guess. They're like, We're thrilled, the war's over, we we're going home. Yeah. And so this whole time the Italians are like you know, war is war, but we just sing and yeah, they're like the least. <laughs> Let's threatening. go on the beach. Yeah, they're like the least threatening soldiers. <laughs> I guess that's kind of the point. But again, it's like they were Italian soldiers occupying a Greek mm-hmm. island. Why are we rooting for them? I don't know. And they're talking to the German, and they're like, you know, you come from a country where you're always judging what other people look like, and we don't care, and blah blah blah. It's like, you're all white. Yeah. Everybody in this movie except for Penelope Cruz is white. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and it's like, well, we don't judge based on what people look like. And it's like, well, who? Okay, fine, fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> so because the war is over, there is a scene of like all of the generals together or something in some room. And they're like, okay, you need to you need to surrender your weapons and you'll get to go home safe. And it's like, well, you can't make my men surrender weapons because then it makes them feel emasculated. So they have to keep their weapons or something. I don't know. So they're surrendering their weapons and then something happens to make them kind of have a brief shootout. The Germans killed like four of the Italians and they get pretty pissed about it. And they're like, all right, you have until tomorrow. Give us your weapons. The Germans are like, give us your weapons tomorrow. 
So there's another scene in the office with the generals where there's a really good scream, which is... We'll investigate what happened. I can tell you what you happened. My men are dead. Take the appropriate action. What does that mean? Does it mean that I can write to the families of these men and tell them that the murderers will be charged, that justice will prevent you? force us at gunpoint to line up and surrender our arms. You impound our weapons. We're supposed to be allies. please. They are all murderers. <laughs> so then there's like a bit of a uh, a bit of a montage of them trying to get all their weapons together because now they're gonna they're gonna try to ambush the Germans and try to take out all the Germans. And this is like Hannah was saying, like it's really hard to tell who the Greeks are. I had are, no idea what was happening in this. Who scene. the Germans are and who the Italians are, especially because somewhere along the line, Christian Bale is like we'll help you if you give us the weapons, we'll help you defeat the Germans or something. Mm -hmm. It's not really clear. So all of the Italians get captured. They, the Germans decide that, well, we're going to start shooting them all. So I guess this is the, the great massacre mm -hmm. and ambush them. The big guy that Nicholas Cage explained that we all play instruments to <laughs> in the beginning of the movie, he grabs Nick Cage. Was and that who that was? I think it was. He was like the big guy. I'm, it's like, oh, someone Some dude. is protecting him. <laughs> and uh, he grabs Nick Cage so that all the bullets, he doesn't get shot or he only gets shot like halfway or something, I guess. So Nick Cage is still alive. So impractical that yep. one of those bullets wouldn't go through a person into another person. I guess some of them do. And that's why, because Christian Bale comes over at night and says, hey, this one's still alive, brings him to the doctor's house, which is Penelope Cruz's house. And they revive him and then... The Germans are. Oh yeah, they use his. They use his oh, mandolin yeah. strings to perform surgery. Right, like I don't know why they needed that stitches. No, they they said to like for his bones or something. They replaced his bones with strings. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Did I write it down? to bind his bones or to bind to something? make his bread? Like what does that mean? I don't. I don't know. Bind my bones to make my bread. I don't know. So they destroyed his mandolin to save his life. And okay. the Ger the Germans are still evading. The Germans are looking all over, I guess, for him or something. I don't know. And he does have a scream at Penelope Cruz of, I don't belong here, Pelagia. I never belonged here. It's like, okay, great. <laughs> and then, uh, so Christian Bale decides to be a good guy. And even though Christian Bale was after Penelope Cruz, he's like, ah, you two belong together, whatever but I, I'll take Nick Cage out of here for you. And he drives him to a boat, puts him on a boat, and Nick Cage sails away. A few years goes by, and there's another festival post-war. It's like 1947. Nick Cage shows back up. He's got gray in the temples. Something along the lines of, I've always loved you or something. Credits. Hmm. Movie's over. Riveting. Boring. Boring, boring, boring. boring. So Slow, boring, boring, and bad. Boring, boring also boring in the accents <laughs> that's what happens when you get a welsh christian bale yeah. <laughs> a spanish penelope cruz and an american nicholas cage to play yeah. greeks and italians that's something i never understand about movies mm -hmm. and we talked about this and you gave me a decent i guess rationale as to why you know oh it, yeah it's implied that they're all speaking their native tongue so why do we need to give them accents while they speak in american like 
in, in American. He's wow. American. He's an American. I speak American um, <laughs> while they speak English. Yeah. Just speak in your normal accent. It's way less distracting. Mm-hmm. I know. We'll I've... assume that you're speaking Greek. Yeah. I know I've seen some movies where they will speak without an accent to imply that they're speaking to each other in their native tongues. So they'll still be speaking English, but without an accent, like we're talking now, it's yeah. like they're saying speaking in Italian. But then when they talk to somebody else, then they put on in a babada boopy accent mm-hmm. to imply that they're speaking English or a different language. Okay. But that was not clear in this movie. No. Also, I don't know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, what? Like That just, I don't know. That feels awkward it's very awkward and i don't understand the need for it like especially in movies too like where let's say there are two german villains or something and they're only in scenes together so often why are they not just speaking german to each other the entire time right all you have to do is memorize one scene of german yeah it's true like you don't have to learn a whole new language you know i get it that they're not gonna all of these stars aren't going to learn languages for this yeah, movie, but I can't imagine Greek is very easy to learn. <laughs> yeah, you can't just pick it up in a weekend. <laughs> but yeah, no. So my analogy was like, I think that they all do accents because Penelope Cruz has an accent, and I'm not sure that I've ever seen her in a movie where she does like kind of a standard American accent. So I think they kind of adopted around their star Penelope Cruz to say, okay, well everybody's going to have to put on an accent. But it's funny because none of them have like a real like greek accent the german guy doesn't really have a german accent they just have like these (laughs) slight yeah european (laughs) nondescript hybrid accents yeah Yeah, definitely definitely (laughs) whatever we i don't care enough to care anymore no all right so we'll just be done like we said never ever watch this movie do not bother and we're not like joking no. we're being serious don't watch this movie unless no i was gonna say unless you had a family member that died in that massacre and you want to watch something that, that pays homage to them just read the book yeah read the book don't even watch the movie or, or there's probably a documentary about it somewhere that's way better than yep. this and mm-hmm. probably shorter and if you love the mandolin i can look up some other things to recommend for you yeah. I don't know any off the top of my head, but that would be another argument. Well, I'm a huge mandolin fan. Right. Okay, well, here's 27 other titles that might interest you. <laughs> That's another thing that really bothered me, too. Towards the end of the movie, he sends her a record. Nicolas Cage sends Penelope Cruz a record after the war of, I guess, the song that he wrote for her. But he shows back up at the end of the movie and he says... Sorry, it wasn't on my mandolin. It was on a guitar, so it sounds slightly different. It sounded like a mandolin. Right. It sounded like a mandolin. And also, why even do that? Why? Why? Yeah, why? why... Just make it a mandolin. Yeah. The whole movie is... What are you proving by saying that? The whole... The actual title of this movie Uh isn't Captain Corelli. Right. The the possessive noun or whatever, or the subject, Mm -hmm. if, if we're talking sentence structure, of... The title of the movie is The Mandolin. It's not Captain Corelli. Right. So this movie is about his mandolin. It's not about him. So why why, why make it a guitar at the end? I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, the whole movie is about his mandolin that he plays like twice. Yeah. Terrible. 
All right. All right, let's move on. Let's wrap it up there. Let's do some Nick Cage awards. It's going to be tough. Who's the best supporting actor? Is it Penelope Cruz? Sure. Okay. Was <laughs> <laughs> it Christian Bale? Is it Penelope no, Cruz's dad? It's Penelope Cruz. Okay. Uh, what Her was dad th- was good too, but we yeah. didn't talk about him at all. So no. for the sake of the podcast, we'll give it to Penelope Cruz. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Well, what was his best dressed? I mean, he's in sweater. his uniform. He does wear that like turtleneck sweater. Yeah. It's pretty solid. Hot. Hot. It's one of those ones really turned me on. Yeah, it's one of those ones that has it's a like mock neck. buttons on the shoulder. I've had I've had those in my in my lifetime. <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> uh let's see. What was the worst Nicolas Cage scene? The one that I said this is the worst acting I've ever seen. Oh, that was in the beginning. Let me double check where that was. Anything in the beginning should be the worst. I think the middle is worse, but uh oh, so that was the first time he showed up at Penelope Cruz's house. And they have dinner together. It was really bad. All right, what was uh, the that one? What was the best Nicolas Cage scene? Him conducting. Mm. Oh, maybe yeah. The first scene that he has like half shaving cream on his face. Yeah, where he's he's doing like the singing, mm-hmm. and he explains why they're singing, which makes no sense. Yep. Okay. Uh, what was the best Nick Cage scream? My men are dead. Murder. Murder. Okay. And the most nouveau shamanic Apparently, moment. Apparently, he hit a tuning fork into his face. So. You're going to give it to that? Sure. Wow. I think that was the fastest we've ever done Nick Cage awards. <laughs> All right. What so, other op- what I mean, what other options do we even have? I mean, there's the way he waved his hand. He had a few creepy looks. I mean, his accent in general. Oh yeah. You want to give it to his accent? No, he. I mean, he tried. He was pr- he was probably told to do an accent. Of too. course. Yeah. He's terrible at accents. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fine. The, the fork. tuning fork. Yeah. Okay, that's fine by me. All right. So I think I know, but where are we ranking this one? bottom five all right so our bottom five currently stands at bringing out the dead below amos and andrew below the boy in blue he was in that movie more so i'm gonna go below oh wow okay time to kill above okay (laughs) italian the two movies where Uh he plays an italian an italian soldier yeah above time to kill at least he didn't rape penelope cruz in this one correct time to kill is about rape by the way go back and listen to that one (laughs) and are you comfortable with that ranking oh yeah i was gonna put it above boy in blue but um i'm okay with it going kind of anywhere and i kind of like that it's next to the other one that's about (laughs) italian soldiers (laughs) that's true and then to finish out our bottom five of course our least favorite nicholas cage movie is industrial symphony it's not even a nicholas cage movie (laughs) it's not even a movie it doesn't exist. It does exist. It's on no, YouTube. It you can watch it's it. It's not real. <laughs> All right. So next time we are watching the first Nicolas Cage animated movie. <laughs> A Christmas Carol. He plays Marley. You know, that famous Christmas Carol character. I have a feeling he's going to be like Tiny Tim's dad or something. Who Scrooge sees in like different iterations of his life or something like that. Yay. So he's not the lead. He's not Scrooge. He's not one of the ghosts. Who's Scrooge? Uh, this... Simon Callow. Not, Simon Cowell. <laughs> not the American Idol judge. I don't know who Simon Callow is. 
No idea. Anyway, it has worse Rotten Tomato scores than this movie. Fuck. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. We're going to watch it in May. <laughs> oh my god, the animation looks so bad. Animation looks real bad. Kate Winslet? <laughs> Who's Belle? I don't know, probably some kid or maybe, you know. Maybe Belle and Marley are the parents of Tiny Tim. Well, no, isn't Tiny Tim an orphan? Isn't that his whole thing? <sighs> me neither the only names here that i recognize are scrooge and then the ghost of christmas past present and future and then bob cratchit and mrs cratchit and i don't even see tiny tim on this list am i thinking of a different christmas no tiny tim is definitely in this but not apparently not in this um (laughs) whatever that's called iteration yeah, adaptation. 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 Yeah. Speaking of adaptation, we get to it's watch that soon. Yeah, he was nominated for that one. Yeah, isn't Meryl Streep in that? I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Whatever. We have to watch it anyway. Doesn't matter who was in it. We are in this for the long haul. Well, let's 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 end it there, huh, Han? What do you say? I think that's probably for the best. Okay. What do you say? About this movie? No, end us off. Oh, now you know why the Nick Cage bird sings. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Nicholas, Nicholas, Nicholas.